All right, so we're going to talk about uh, healing. All of you, none of me, Lord. Uh, healed and whole uh, for the next uh, few weeks or so. Healed and whole. Let's go to Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53. And again, uh, you know, whether online or if you can make your way in God's house, especially if healing is something that you're navigating through. Uh, you know, again, uh, yes, you can get your healing at home, get your healing through the TV. If something happens. You know, that woman, you know, she could have sat at the house and said, well, Jesus is going to be in town. <laughs> so I'm believing I'm going to see my healing at the house. You know, she pressed away so she can... Uh, uh, be in the atmosphere in the midst of that anointing so she could touch. All right, so, so God's trying to do something. Anytime he gives us a particular word, uh, there's some things that he's trying to do and make happen in our lives. So Isaiah 53, uh, we're going to revisit Isaiah 53 and uh, throughout this teaching, but just to lock in the verses 1 through 5. It says, uh, I'm sorry, uh, yeah. It says, um, who has believed our report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? That's a, a big question here, right? It says, for he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, as a root out of a, out of a dry ground. Uh, he has no form, no comeliness, and when we shall see him, there, there is no beauty that we should desire him. It says, he is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. I just think this is so interesting because he's talking as it's already happened. <laughs> Remember, we were talking about how it, uh, the Old Testament has the New Testament contained, Right? It says, verse 4, it says, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken and smitten of God and afflicted. So this prophet has to be seeing what's already going to take place as if it's already happened and communicating it that way. Verse 5, it says, but he was, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. Upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. Now, he's talking about we was and has and done, and this is Isaiah. Jesus hadn't showed up yet in our natural life, right? But he's already seeing what's already taken place and manifested. And then let's go to Hebrews 11. That's going to be a foundation for us talking about healing and wholeness. Because if you notice through the scripture, he talked about, uh, he was a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief, right? And then it said, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, right? Right? <laughs> he bore our griefs and carried our sorrows. And you're going to see how that connects to us getting our healing. You're going to see how it connects to our healing. Then it goes on to say he was wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquity, the chastisement of our peace. So look, wounded for transgressions, bruised for iniquities, the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. So before, he got, before we got to the conclusion, look at all the things that he went through to make sure it facilitated us getting healed. All right? All right, so let's go to Hebrews 11. So now Hebrews 11 is how we... Embrace what Isaiah wanted us to embrace, embrace in the first verse, whose report shall you believe, right? It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen, right? So faith is a way we connect to this report, right? Faith is the substance of hope for. It's our evidence. And the scripture says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Or faith comes by understanding and that understanding of how I can believe something that I hasn't, haven't seen 
comes by the word of God, right? That's uh, Romans 10, 17. All right, let's go to Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5. in Matthews. That's why it looks weird. When I reference this, uh, we'll probably be discussing this lady <laughs> in quite some time. All right, so we know, I just finished talking about that, uh, uh, the woman uh, with the issue decided to press and say, hey, who, who uh, she says, if I, touch, if I can touch the hem of, in my, hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. And if you start to study the scriptures out, that she didn't just make up the statement. It wasn't like, you know what? I think what I'll do is touch the hem of his garment. First of all, how do you know you need to touch him? Why would that even be a consideration? If you read through the scriptures, you'll see when Jesus was in the town previous, people were touching his hem and getting healed. So she just didn't make it up. And all these people got healed. He said, he told the disciples, let us go to the other side. So he left before everybody could find out and show up. And so, so this woman, evidently, just like we do in our life, you hear about all these healings, your cousin, Uncle Pete, and all of them get healed. And you're like, man, I missed it. If he ever comes back in town, I'm getting mine. You hear the commotion of him back in town. Now, things had to travel a little different because they didn't have internet and stuff. So she's like, man, if I, listen, I, so the first time there probably was a crowd after healings, but it probably wasn't as much of a crowd because the news hadn't got out. Second time he comes back, we got a crowd. You know, everybody's going to be showing up because you're, you see documented, manifested miracles in front of your face. So she says, hey, I'm anticipating the crowd. If I could just touch the hem of his garment, I'm, I'm going to be whole. So, so, so this is what she processed through. And so, so she pressed through the crowd, and she got a touch, right? Uh, and that's verse 30. And it says, and the disciples said unto him, no, Jesus said, who touched my clothes in verse 30? Verse 31, and the disciples said unto him, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, save thou who touched me. So a whole lot of other people was touching him too. But somebody touched him and pulled something out of him. Somebody touched him in faith, right? And, and he looked round about to see her that had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him. Now, we're going to talk about this a little later, too. So there's a level of humility involved here. And told him all the truth. And he said unto to her, daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. So she got more than just healing. Thy faith has made thee whole. She says, go in peace and be whole of thy plague. And so, so again, you have healing, but you have wholeness. And so healing is relieving us of the symptoms and things like that. But wholeness is making sure your mind don't bring them back. Because, you know, we are, we have, we're tempted to be looking for what was gone. You know, God delivers us from something. We have, our natural man is looking for what we were used to. You know, I, I gave the testimony plenty of times here when, uh, when I had uh, uh, damaged my knee and I could, I, could, I could separate it and move it left and right uh, right before a tryout. And I remember what God healed me because, I, you know, I was, I was a, a young, zealous Christian, you know. So I, I didn't know all the stuff I know now. So I didn't know not to. See, see my worldview in life was, oh, if, if this is true, let me see. So I was applying scriptures on a, you know, like my brother said, I used to be an antagonist. If you can answer my questions, you got my attention. So I was like, okay, so the Bible says, you can have whatever you say when you pray. If you shall not doubt in your heart, well, I'm going to say I'm healed. Now, now, this, if this is true, I'll get healed. And if it's not, I'm not. So that's kind of how I was rolling. I mean, I, being real, that's just how I was rolling. So I was uh, up for this tryout. I was going to Atlanta for this uh, uh, professional tryout. And I had really got to a good place where I was confident, but I wanted to go back to my um, 
neighborhood because I felt that that's the best test of my skills. And so I go to this gym, and they had a, a leak in the seal, and I've told the story before. And I, I, I told them to remove the garbage can because, you know, now I, I have some clout. I was like, man, let's take a, that's, that's messing up half of the court. Man, move that can. First person to fall was me. And, and I had to try out six days later. So I said, okay, well, if this is true, God, you can heal me. And so God healed me, but I remember I was looking for it, though. Now, I know that that, that, that jacked-up knee is here somewhere. <laughs> it was just with me the other day. So I'm looking for it. Why are you looking for what God delivered you from? Right? Why? Because something is in your mind. See, see, he's already healed you. But sometimes we don't hold on to it because something's going on up here, right, which we'll talk about here later. So healing and wholeness covers various sicknesses, diseases, and infirmity. Healing and wholeness covers various sicknesses, diseases, and infirmities. And I just want to put a pin here because if you think about in our lives, sometimes we can get overconfident with our successes, right? Or we can get over like God blesses us and we can forget about God. What normally brings our attention back to God? Sickness and disease and infirmities, right? We'd be all like, well, you know, I'm good, you know. And you know how you, you know, you go, well, I, I ain't doing all that stuff they say I need to do. Look, I got money in my pocket because money says it's okay, right? I got money in my pocket. I just got a promotion. So evidently I don't need to do all the things they tell me I need to do according to the Bible. I'm successful as if are, somebody's telling you to do Bible stuff so you could be successful. <laughs> you, well, well. That, that's a given. Fulfillment is not necessarily, and wholeness is not necessary, <laughs> right? And so what happens is infirmity, sickness, and disease be creeping up in, through the back door, but the whole time we don't realize we just played off God. It, it, it's, remember when, uh, what's his name, uh, uh, King Herod got overconfident? Worms start eating them up from the inside out. Anything could happen to him. Miriam started trying to dog out the man of God. She got leprosy. I mean, the, the Gehazi takes clothes that his master turned down behind his back. He gets leprosy. The list goes on and on of people start dealing with sickness, disease, and infirmity when they took God for granted. See, and nobody be thinking about it. It'd be sneaking up on you, right? And then you go to the doctor. But this, this uh, we didn't read it, but you read through Matthew 5, uh, Mark 5 on your own. It says this, this, this lady, it said, had, had, she, she sought all types of physicians and spent all that she had. <laughs> she spent all that she had on doctors, right? Spent all she had on symptoms. All right, so, so again... Healing and wholeness covers various sicknesses, disease, and infirmities. Let's go to Matthew 10. We're talking about healed and whole, not just healed, but healed and whole. So Matthew chapter 10, and we'll start here uh, at, ver at verse 1. So Jesus chooses the 12 disciples. So, so now, come on, now, we walk through the scriptures here, right? You know, through Bible study, fellowship, and stuff like that, we're walking through scriptures, right? So when you really start walking through scriptures, after a while, now first you're just talking about information. Hey, I saw this, I saw that. But when you really get into the Word, you actually start to walk into the story. You ever see the movies where somebody's playing a game and all of a sudden they're inside the game? If you really walk through this Word, you'll find yourself in the story. And you'll start to... You'll start to relate. That's why I saw that that woman was like, hey, man, I'll tell you what, he come back here. I went into the story. <laughs> you know, at first I read it, it's like, that's a good point. How did that happen? But then you start to go into the stories, right? And so, so here, think about 12 are being selected, and they're going to be given instructions by the Messiah. Why did he give them this instruction to start out? Could have could told them anything. Make sure you study. Hang out at the temple a lot. 
But look at what he told him. Verse 1, it says, And when he had called unto him his 12 disciples, he gave them, number one, power <laughs> against unclean spirits to cast them out. And look, and to heal all manner of sicknesses and all manner of disease. He, look, look, he spoke as if they were separate. He spoke sickness and disease separate. He didn't say or, he said and. <laughs> and so, so <laughs> there's a difference between these sicknesses and disease and infirmities, which we'll find out. All right, so, so, so let's, let's, let's I, I want to focus on infirmities because remember, he, 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 took, he bore griefs and sorrows, right? And so infirmities attack the mind. Infirmities attack the mind. All right, and, and so infirmities are weaknesses in our human nature. Weaknesses in our human nature. Feebleness, distress, trouble. Uh, the scripture says in Hebrews 12, don't what? Faint where? In your mind. And so when the adversary offers stuff to you, he tries to offer stuff to your mind. He needs you to grab it and focus on it and manifest it. Pastor Mel was saying while we was driving that, uh, that flat, she says, well, babe, you know, the Lord's just got to get us to church. She says, but, but, but it's not going to help if we're looking at the gauge of the tire going down. She says, every second, she says, that'll preach right there. Every second you look at the negative report is the second you lose faith. Right? And so, so, so when your tires are going down in, in, in our car, you normally get a yellow signal to say, hey, you're losing some air. But we got something else. It was tire malfunction and it was all red. Because the air was going fast, <laughs> right? And so, 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 so I was listening to what she was saying, and I was like, so she was talking about, she says, that, that'll preach to the message. Healing, I'm driving, the red is in my face, right? <laughs> She's on the passenger side. So, but, but, but when she was talking, the Holy Spirit says, well, you know, she got a good point, you know? So I'm trying to drive, but not, I'm a basketball player, not look at this red constantly in my face, you know, and I already know the air is going down, you know. So, obviously, we got here, even though, you know, we got a flat tire. Uh, but the, the point is, when affirmity shows up, the first thing it's going to do is attack your mind. See, you see, it got to get in your head because it needs you to focus on it. Remember, Joe said, the thing that I greatly feared has come upon me. It needs you to focus on it. And so I, so I was reading a book. It's a book on um, deliverance. It's, 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 it's an old, 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 old book. Uh, so I read it years ago. So I've been kind of reading a little bit on it now. Uh, Pigs in a Parlor is what it's called. And, and so it was highlight. Let's, let's go here, Luke. Luke. Let's go ahead, Luke. I'll get into that in a second. Let's go to Luke. But it, but it just highlights uh, the, uh, just the principalities and powers and how we have authority, but, but there's, there's, uh, there's like, like Satan's, Satan's kingdom has an order to it, believe it or not. And there's, there's, there's principalities and powers. Like, so, so I taught on dominating demons and devils a long time ago. Maybe I'll bring that back. But I remember the Lord was showing me I think I walked through the entire book of Mark. And if you really walk through it, you can see all the demonic influence. And you'll see when Jesus showed up, he said something and he did exactly what he said. Jesus went to the root. Even when he told the disciples, let's go to the other side, he was on his way there anyway. Okay, let's go to Luke 4. So, so, so. so remember, I gave you Luke 4 the other day and I was telling you how uh, we were talking about, I don't know which, which teaching. It might have been Sunday. And we were talking about how, we were talking about power, right? And we were saying how after Jesus went through levels, that's what we were talking about. Remember we said, we, we said he went through levels, like there's different levels. We, I know we talked about the apprenticeship level, the, journey, the journeyman level, and the master level, right? And so we were talking about how, you know, the apprenticeship level was Jesus just being a carpenter and being a son to the family. But the journeyman level, okay, right after that, it said, this is my son who I'm well pleased, right? And he got baptized. 
Right after that, he went right into the wilderness, right? And he was tested by who? The devil himself, right? Right? So the scripture says in Luke 4, 1, he went in full of the Holy Spirit. So, so remember, the Spirit fell on him like a dove. Some of us, remember we said some people were wrestling with that. But for him to go to that journeyman level, he had to pass some tests. He had to apply everything he learned, right? So the devil tried to come at him, you know, it, you know, uh, cast, turn this uh, stone into bread, you know, cast yourself on a stone, all types of stuff. He, he, he's trying to play with, play with his head and play, twist the word a little bit too, right? He, he passed all the tests with what? The word. It is written, it is written, it is written. And in the last thing he said, it was, he, it was written, but he spoke it in authority. Even you got to bow down. See, see, so now that's different. Now, it was a shift there. It was almost like, okay, you got a point. I'm going to answer your question. Okay, you got another point. I'm going to ask you a question. You know what? I think I'm a little tired of you, <laughs> right? He, even you got to bow down, right? So, so, so he responded different. Then it said he came out in power, authority. So now he's ready for the next stage of what he has to do, which is, he, you know, he's doing all types of signs, wonders, and miracles, right? But, but look at this. So he comes out. That was verse 14, right? Uh, it says, Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee, and there went out a fame of him throughout all the region round about, right? So then if you go to verse 18, it says, now he goes into the temple as was his custom. <laughs> Why do we go to church all the time? Jesus did too. Right, he goes into the temple, uh, in the temple at, okay, verse 16. It says, and he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up, and as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on a Sabbath day and stood up for the read. So it was his custom to go to the synagogue, right? That was another teaching we talked about, you know, uh, return to church, Right? Now, verse 18, it says, and the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me, what? Preach the gospel, that's the good news, to the poor, them that are without. Let's not just focus on the people on the corner. There's a whole lot of poor folk walking around the dang living on the corner that it ain't just the homeless, right? It's the spiritual homeless too. <laughs> All right, so anyway, so poor means them that are without, right? All right, so then he says, and, and he has sent me, look, to heal the brokenhearted. So look, look. Sent me to heal the brokenhearted because that's going to mess some people up if they, if they live with a broken heart. Look, look. It says to preach deliverance to the captives if they're bound. Recovering of sight to the blind if they can't see. To set at liberty to them that are bruised. So he's coming, yes, to heal, but that scripture is talking about wholeness. Right? And another passage says he comes, he came to destroy the works of the devil, right? Another, you know, one of the other gospels. And so when he, when he was telling them, when he came into the town and he healed everybody and he said, let us go to the other side, he still was completing his assignment. But he, he, he didn't do like us. He's like, so, so he was on his way, but he saw people hurting and he had compassion. Like, man. Well, while I'm here, man, I, gotta, I, I just can't walk by these people to get to my ultimate goal of power. No, 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 I'm going to heal them on the way. But he's, they, then he healed them. They're coming in droves. He's like, man, I, I did this out of compassion, but fellas, come on, man, let's just go to the other side. Let's go to where the highest level of demonic activity is. That's where he runs into the, the person with 2,000 demons. That was the headquarters. So everything was intentional. Then, he, did, then he, he cast those demons out. Then he says, he did no different than me and you. He said, hey, let's go back to the other side. I just want to see the impact here. And then our work will be a lot easy because I took care of some stuff at the, at the hierarchy level, at least in the natural realm while I'm here. Because we're we, we working too hard just on the surface, just taking care of the symptoms, just getting a little medication here and there. We got to get to the root of this thing. Does that make sense? 
I so 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 again going back to what we we started off by saying the difference between sickness, disease, and infirmities. Infirmities attack the mind, right? Because he's trying to get into your mind. The Bible says God has not given you a spirit of fear, but what? Power, right? Love and a sound mind. Now, now the interesting thing, power, that's an authority word, right? Right? So if something happens to you, you can cast it out. You don't have to worry about it in your mind, right? Love, right? See, because think about it. If I'm operating in love, I'm not going to be carrying the venom that's going to be an incubator for my sickness and disease. You see what I'm saying? Because I'm walking in love. No matter how somebody treats me, my response is love. Not unforgiveness, not bitterness, not offense. To have, see, the adversary is hoping somebody trip us up so he can access our bodies. You see what I'm saying? So God said, I gave you power, I gave you love, and a sound mind, a clear thinking mind. You can see it when it's before it comes. You, you, you see these things. Really? So Waffle will be mad. I'm going to get upset. No, I'm just going to love them. Oh, I'm supposed to save face? He just punked me. Oh, well, <laughs> I'll keep on doing what I'm doing. You win. You got to punk me. I'll go to the blessings. Right? We stop for stuff like that, but we give him access. He gets to engage, and then he be dropping the sickness and disease on us. Right? And so, 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 so we have to watch this. Now, now 1 John 4, again, just setting a foundation for what we're going to be talking about in the next few weeks. Healed and whole, 1 John 4. Because this first stage, this infirmity stage, is where a lot of times we get tripped up and stuck. And then we, we actually facilitate the, facilitate the next two stages. All right, it says... Look, look, so remember we said he given us love, right? First, uh, first John 4, 18. It says, there is no fear in love. Right? You see that? It says, but perfect love, complete, mature love, cast, casteth out fear. Because, look, fear has what? Torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. So God doesn't want us housed with fear, and God understands the adversary tries to attack our minds, creating scenarios and circumstances to get us in worry, concern, and fear. And we think it's just about if we're paranoid, what people think about us. No, once he gets us in that confusion, he can offer sickness and disease too. And the whole, it's like a diversion. Like the whole time you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe they talked to me. Well, well, if they think this, I'm going to think that. And the whole time he's just slipping in sickness and disease. And then now, while you're magnifying everything else, it's, it's, it's almost like the momentum of magnification is already going on. And he throws in sickness and disease so you can expand that in your mind. Right? Think about it. When, when, when relationships are funky and things are funky, you think it's a coincidence sickness and disease show up around that time? You, you think it's a coincidence when something is really going on, you, you get aches and pains? No. When, when, when God told you to, t- to forgive that person and you didn't, you think it's a coincidence that for some reason you can't sleep and something keeps pulling on you? And then this is how we roll. Oh, you know, man, you know, man. You know, it's been, been a long week, man. I don't know, just something going on with my hip. No, something going on with your forgiveness. <laughs> right? All right, so, so, so it says fear has torment. Now, now, let's go here over here to Philippians, and then we'll get into a couple of these other stages that, that we'll have time for. Again, God wants us healed and whole. So we need, to, and, if you, and, and if anybody around you is dealing with any, listen, and don't be playing with stuff. Oh, that's just a little tweak. Man, that needs to be healed. See, we walk around tolerating stuff. Like we ain't supposed to be tolerating stuff. We're so used to pain, sickness, and disease, we just, oh, that's just a little pain. You know, that, that, hey, that's why I ended up with having to have my, my, my L5 scoped. 
The guy said, you have a high tolerance of pain, don't you? Like, how do you know? He said, because you, you should have this taken care of a long time ago. I was tolerating it. I was carrying around pain I didn't need to. I used to play ball. I mean, one time I played ball and the guy ran into my hip. I felt like my whole hip cracked. I stopped playing for two weeks. Then went back playing again. Glad I didn't tell Pastor Mel that at the time. So when I used to play in New Albany early in the morning. And then I remember all this area used to be so tight, but I was like, once I get warmed up, I'll be good. You know, once I get warmed up, I'll be good. And then I get warmed up and be playing. And then when it's over, she'll tell you, she's at the house. um, I'm doing all types of therapy. Like I'm like a, a personal trainer to myself. You know, I'm doing all types of guns, machines, uh, tens machines, stretches. You know, I'm doing all types of stuff. And I know she's saying to herself, you spend all this time out here playing, and I ain't got to spend all this time recovering. It seems like it takes like, like two hours just to recover. Is it worth all that, brother? <laughs> but I'm tolerating things that I could have just what? In authority got rid of. Okay, good. Now that we're on the same page, Jamal. No, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't being funny. We're on the same page, right, Jamal? All right, good. All right, so, so Philippians 4, verse 6, it says, be careful for nothing. Now, another version says, be anxious for nothing. Another version says, be worried for nothing. It says, but in everything, how many things? Everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. So, 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 so this is how this goes. I pray for something. I believe it, right? Because I believe the report, right? So, so when I wake up tomorrow morning, what am I doing? I'm thanking them for it. Now, we went over this in all the list of prayer, the prayer of thanksgiving, right? You know, we'll, I mean, it's the foundational classes. It's on video. We went to the different types of prayer. So we're not, I'm not, see, healing, I'm not praying the uh, prayer of consecration and dedication. That's the if thou be will, willing prayer. Lord, if it's your will, heal me. But it is his will. So why would I pray that? You see what I'm saying? I'm praying the wrong prayer for, the, for healing. That's why Isaiah didn't talk about no if. He was like, when was, when was, when it happened, we are healed. He said that before Jesus showed up. You, you understand what I'm saying, right? Y'all feel me, right? All right, so be careful. Not to, it says through prayer thanks, with thanksgiving, let your request be, be made known unto God. Look, this is what happens when you do that. And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. It says, finally, brethren, what, what, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, look, it says, think on these things. It's still going back to what we started with in Isaiah. He took griefs and sorrows. It's still, see, we're talking about infirmities. He, the devil's trying to attack, attack our minds. God's saying, I got peace for that. <laughs> He's saying, I got peace for that. And that peace I have surpasses all understanding. What understanding does it pass? The understanding of the symptom screaming. The understanding of the doctor's report. The understanding of what happened to cousin such and such and aunt such and such. Or what's happening in the, in the culture. See, it guards your heart and your mind from the understanding of what your habit is to focus on the worst-case scenarios. But it says, think on these things. It's telling us what to think on. See, he knows the adversary is trying to attack our minds. But he's really trying to attack our minds to get the sickness in. We can't do nothing for the kingdom if, if we're infirm. We trick. God, God asks you to do something, and it happens to us. God is asking us to do something. Man, it's bigger than our platforms that God, he's elevating us for ministry. He's not elevating us for shine. He's positioned, like God's trying to, some of us would pray, Lord, if you free me up, put me in this position, you can really use me. Put you in a position, God can't find you. But it, it wasn't about you. It was about the kingdom. Every platform is about the kingdom. That's what it's about. All right, so, see, we forget about that. It ain't about your house. It ain't about your kids. It's about the kingdom. Your kids are for the kingdom. Your house 
is so you're in an environment where you're not around crazy. Listen, if you, if you don't trust your environment you're in, you don't trust the community you're in, you, you, you can't stand just be, be, being sitting comfortable at home, God's like, I got all these distractions. I need, to fr- I need to get all that out your head. I need you in a great environment. Do you know they, they, they give doctors Lamborghinis not because uh, they want them to be racing and stuff like that? They don't want that surgeon thinking about nothing but I can do this. For real. They, hey, there's some hospitals will buy that. He don't have to spend his money. Oh, no, we're going to get you the best car. We want you driving and thinking you're the best person in the world because when it's time to determine what artery you need to cut, we don't need you thinking that you're, you're less than. We need you to thinking that you're the most capable person doing this. Now, they do that for heart surgeons. We are heart surgeons for the kingdom. So God puts us in these positions not for us to just sit and look, look what I got. Isn't it wonderful? Well, ain't nobody in my family got there. Oh, man, I don't, I don't want to leave the house, baby. You want to leave? Let's just stay here and look at all our stuff. No. <laughs> He's not. <laughs> that's not why we got it, man. That's not, that's not, that's trust, trust me. <laughs> trust, trust me, that's not why we got it. All right, let's get focused here. All right, so we said infirmities attack the mind, right? Sickness is the first attack on the body. So, so, so infirm is all in my head. Oh, what's going on? You know, somebody like, if you think there's a possibly may, maybe might have you have something. You know what I'm saying? You know how you... You, you ever go to the doctor and you ain't even know what the, what the report is yet, but you, you believe you got it? <laughs> you know, you start crying and get stressed. Well, they told me I need to come because there's a possibility. Do you know, I, when I was in college, uh, we had to take a physical. So I ain't had no money, so I had to catch the bus everywhere. So I caught the bus and I had to run. I was late for the physical, so I had to run. I don't know, I had to run like 10, 15 blocks just to get to the gym. So I get to the gym, take the physical. Well, they said, well, you can't play right now. I was like, well, why not? You know, I know I was in shape. I'm physically in shape. They said, you, you, you can't run right now. And the reason why is because you have a heart murmur. I was like, heart murmur? Me? I ain't got no heart murmur, right? And so turned out, the guy asked me some questions, and he says, you know, did you, you, did you have any uh, uh, particular activity? I said, well, you know, I, I ran here. And so they took the, the physical again, and I was fine. So I tripped it. Somehow, maybe I was just the anxiety of trying to get there on time because I really wanted to play college basketball, right? And so, so, so that's kind of what happened, right? So, so but I, but I could have panicked. Oh, my God, heart murmur. What's going to happen? Am I, am I ever going to ever participate in activities ever again? So sometimes we, 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 we all in our head. But the next stage or the next step here, what happens is this infirmity uh, 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 manifests in our mind. So sickness now starts to attack our body. Now, sickness is when you're unwell or unhealthy condition. You know, when something's in you, everything is contaminated. Your body starts to get contaminated. Now, sickness is caused by age sometimes because your body, you're, 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 you know, sometimes we get tired of taking care of ourselves. It's caused by accident. Sometimes you have an accident and it creates trauma, right? Believe it or not, sickness is caused by sin. I'll give you a scripture here in a second. I won't leave you out there hanging, chapter and verse. Oh, I, I just wanted to throw this in. This is kind of honorable mention. You can get sick by drinking wine. The Bible says it. <laughs> I love doing that, you know. I be, I, oh, I'm going to give you chapter and verse. I won't play, I won't play y'all like that. Somebody, you need chapter and verse? Oh, Pastor Mel said it. Why, why do you need chapter and verse? You don't drink wine. For the people, for the people. Y'all out there at TV land, Pastor Mel said, for the people. All right. Right, and then of course I I, I don't want to just uh, not mention there was throughout the Bible there was sickness uh, caused 
because it was prophetically spoken. <laughs> you about to get sick, <laughs> you know? Um, so that, and, and a lot of times that was a result of consequence. And there, had, there is the rare exception where there was a sickness so the person could be a witness to, for God's glory, right? That's in there too, all right? So uh, I was just, full service church. We just make sure we, we include everything, right? But that's not the, the issue for us is not if we're a witness for God's glory, right? <laughs> the issue for us is if it's a consequence or if it's, uh, you know, because we're not taking care of ourselves. So let's go to Micah 6. Micah. Where is Micah? What page? 800? Where is Micah? Where's Job? Where's Job? Micah is not next to Job. Where's Obadiah? Now, I actually thought it was the the major prophet. Am I right? It's the minor prophet? It's before Psalms? So, that's major. That's major. That's not minor. That's not minor. Guess we got to go through that in Bible school too, huh? Oh, y'all thought it was minor because the hen got a whole lot of books, a whole lot of chapters. That's, that's why, that's why y'all do them like that. That's not what make you major or minor, okay? All right, so Matt, uh, Micah 6, 13. It says, look, therefore also will I make thee sick in smiting thee and making thee desolate, why? Because of thy sins. That is in the Bible, right? Pastor, people watching online, Pastor Mel said, that's good. No mercy at all, boy, I'd say. No mercy at all. Like, that's good. Yeah, they need that. No love at all. See, that's not what she meant, right? Right, Pastor Mel? Yeah, it's a good scripture. Pastor Mel going to be using that next time she teaches. <laughs> All right, so, so the other thing, let's go to Hosea 7. It's in, the, you know, in that same area, near, a little further, closer to uh, Daniel. All right, uh, we'll, we'll go Hosea 7, verse 5. It says, in the day of our king, the princes have made him sick with bottles of wine. Right? He stretched out his hand. His hand was scorners. They made him sick with what? Yeah, I just, just want to let y'all know. Just, I just threw these scriptures in here just so you know. Look, so, so, so you always got someby looking for out. So somebody in here, I'm not going to say their name, said, they said bottles. Look, so I can have a bottle, just not bottles. That's what, that's, that's, right. Right, but I, I can go, do, you, do I got to go through the other chapters about wine? I just threw that one in there because of sickness, but do we, 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 that's not our topic right now. All right, so let's just keep moving. So, so we talked about sickness as the first attack on the body. Disease is the result of unaddressed sickness. Disease is the result of unaddressed sickness. Now, of course, diseases, physical impairments of health, you know, unaddressed sickness. And so, so this is the thing. Attacks on the body can uh, be a manifestation of infirmity at the core. So when there's an attack on your body, 
sometimes we just try to take care of the symptoms, but a lot of times there's infirmity at the core. There's, 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 there's something going on in our mind and in our heart, right, at times, okay? Again, you could be a witness. It could be something on you because God wants to get glory to you, okay? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think he already had somebody for that job, so, you know, and, 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 oh, so, oh. I don't want to get ahead. I don't want to get ahead. All right. All right. So, so, and then, you know, uh, some of these things are, you know, uh, when you start going through this stuff, um, it could render you blind, uh, both natural and spiritual, you know, so natural, obviously natural blindness, but you could, you could, uh, get clouded. You can have a lot of blind spots when you're going through sickness, disease, and infirmity. Your insight can be impaired. Your insight can be impaired. And you know how you are when you're just physically sick. Just your natural sight sometimes is funny. Like, you, you know, you just can't process the same. Um, and, and, and you can experience heartache or brokenness. That's why he came for the broken hearted. Now, I said all this because when you start to hear the possibility of infirmity or something's going on in my mind, you know, we want to think, you know, I'm fine. I don't know where this came from. But I'll tell you this. Healing requires humility. Healing requires humility. All right, so, so, so let's look here at Mark chapter 9. Mark chapter 9. And you'll see it. <clears throat> you'll see it throughout the Bible. And, but one again, it's something people, every, people take for granted. Uh, so, 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 I don't. I have people that I know of, and, and 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 I'm sure maybe you do. You ever see somebody dealing with mental illness, and they'll tell you they're dealing with everything but mental illness. But but not not because they're trying to be a trip. It's just hard. It's like who wants to say, "Hey, I'm dealing with mental illness." You know that that's not necessarily, you know, you know uh, what you say, cool. What'd you say? <laughs> My wife said if they want to get away with something, they'll admit it's, uh, ah, it's mental illness. I just wasn't thinking at that. Right? <laughs> you rare form today. All right. All right, so Mark chapter 9. Mark chapter 9, and we'll go here at verse 23. Uh, verse 23, as Jesus said unto him, if thou, if thou canst to believe, all things are possible to him that believe, believeth. Verse 24, and straightway the father of the child cried out. Uh, I know I skipped the child, uh, the father coming to ask for healing. But the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. I saw, so he, he communicated a level of humility, Right? And, you know, he ended up getting what he needed. Now, let's go over here to chapter 11, since we're in this area. We, you know, we're going to read this passage uh, again uh, for another particular angle. But let's go to verse 25. So now this is after I told you the scripture that's helped me with my healing. You know, well, we'll just read through it. We'll start at verse 22. And Jesus said unto them, have faith in God. That was after he cursed the fig tree, right? He says, For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith, right? Therefore I say unto you, whatsoever things ye desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them, right? It says, don't doubt in your heart. That's the key. Remember, once again, infirmity, Tries to create what? Doubt in your heart, right? The sorrow and the grief is trying to what? Infiltrate your mind to create doubt in your heart, right? Right? But he says you can, you can have what you say if you don't doubt in your heart. But most of the time, the adversary is already in advance attacked the heart through the mind. So when it's time for you to believe, there's something throwing off the signal, right, of faith, right? And in verse 25, it says, look, this is key. When you stand praying, forgive if you have ought against any, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. What well, takes humility? 
to operate in forgiveness, to forgive somebody and also to go to somebody and ask for forgiveness. Let's go here to Matthew 6. Matthew 6, uh, we'll just do the verse 12. We won't go through the, all the Lord's prayer, but we'll go to verse 12. <clears throat> it's toward the end of the prayer. He says, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Uh, another scripture says, forgive us our, well, well, let's read verse 14. It says, for if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. So, you, so again, there takes a level of humility to just walk in forgiveness and walk in love. And now you're in a position to always have access to your healing. You know what I'm saying? But if you're carrying art, that's the very thing that the adversary is going to use to accuse you before God to say, no, I, I, I can put sickness and disease on their life. Remember, he's an accuser of the brethren. He, no, I can, no, 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 I have access. Look at that offense right there. No, I got access. Look at that unforgiveness right there. No, no, I'm, hey, hey, you said I can't do certain things. Remember with Job, he had access because of the fear that was in him, right? He says, I got access. I, I don't know why you're telling me I can't do nothing. Look, <laughs> they made a way. <laughs> I know that's not what the song is trying to say, but. And so, so, so it takes humility. Now, you can write it down for yourself. We don't have to really go through the whole thing, uh, but I'll talk through it. 2 Kings 5, 1 through 15. And that's the story, story of, uh, was that Naaman, I believe, um, where he needed, he had leprosy, needed healing, so he sent the servant to the man of God. So the servant goes to the man of God, and the man of God said, oh, just tell him to dip, you know, seven times in the, I believe it was the Jordan, right? And so he's like, first of all, he ain't come to me. I'm the king. Second of all, why he picked some old dirty Jordan? Right? And so his advisor was like, Okay, whether he told you dirty Jordan or whatever, like, you want healing. Like, basically, what difference does it make? You know, so he had to humble himself to go dip in something in a place where he didn't think, he thought he was above it, right? He thought hot, more highly of himself than he ought, and he was healed. But if he would have held on to, I'm, I'm not, please, I'm not doing that. And that's what we do. Healing comes in some very interesting ways. That's why Jesus, throughout the Bible, he didn't heal just a way. Because we would be in 2022 saying that's the way you heal only. I mean, think about it. For you to uh, spit in mud and slap it on somebody's eye, it takes humility. How many of y'all, oh, 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 bro, I asked for healing. Man. <laughs> Yo, man. You ain't just gonna be dirtying up my eye. Right? Think about it. See, so 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 remember when um all right, Matthew 8. So since we're in the area, let's go over to Matthew 8. Matthew 8, and we'll just start at uh uh verse one. We're gonna focus on verse two and three though. It says, when he was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came a leper, look, look, and worshiped him, saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I, I will be thou clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. But he showed up first and did what? He worshiped him. In humility, man, listen. And then after he worshiped him, he didn't go, hey, man, you healing everybody else? Heal me. No, he came in humility. Why? Right? He came in humility. So humility, uh, healing requires humility. So we have to remove pride. This is the key. Pride hides, humility seeks. Pride hides, humility seeks. Got to remove pride. Pride hides, humility seeks. So think about in our life, pride hides the weakness, humility seeks the strength. Pride hides the weakness, 
Humility seeks to strength. Remember uh, uh, 2 Corinthians 12, 7 through 10, you know, Paul said, uh, look, look, look. There, let's, let's, let's see. Uh, let's go there. 2 Corinthians 12. Uh, verse 7, it says, lest I should be exalted ab- above measure through the abundance of revelations, overconfident, uh, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh. <laughs> huh? Second Corinthians. Didn't I say Second Corinthians? Oh, okay. 12. Verse 7. He says, lest I should be, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh. He could have got a thorn anywhere else. Something was, was, was grabbing at that flesh. It says, look, the messenger of Satan above me, lest I should be exalted above measure. So we know Satan is trying to what? Steal, kill, and destroy. So he was attacking his body. It says, for this thing I besought the Lord thrice that it may depart from me. Look, look. And he said unto, unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I will rather glory. Look, look. And my infirmities... So, so, so Paul says, I, I was attacked in my mind with this. He says, that the power of Christ may rest, upon, may, may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches and necessities and persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. For when I'm weak, then I'm strong. But look at all the things he listed are all the things that attack your mind, distresses and stuff. Yeah, it ended up being a, 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 a thorn in the flesh, but... but its entrance was the infirmities. He highlighted the infirmities. He highlighted what's going on up here. And he says, so hey, when I'm weak, I'm strong. Right? So again, he, he started to operate in humility. The Bible says in Proverbs 18, 12, that pride comes before the fall. Right? And if you think about Genesis uh, 3, 1 through 7, the first thing after sin was hiding. <laughs> right? They hid themselves. Right? First thing we do in sin is hide from God. But God's solution is different. Let's look here, James 5. See, again, uh, healing requires humility. If you think about it, try, try not to be humble while you're trying to get your healing. You're going to end up humble somehow. Think about it, when you're in that hospital, like, you know how you, you, you know, we have certain ways we, we dress and stuff like that because we try to hide what we think will be embarrassing. Can't hide none at the hospital. You know, they give you some type of apron and, you know, you got, got, got your whole backside out and stuff like that. Ain't, ain't, ain't no hiding. You know, uh, it's, it, it, you know uh, I'm trying to be, uh, if it was Pastor Mel, she'd probably just tell y'all. So let me see how I can put this. Uh, different uh, uh, mail checks. You know, it's, it's humbling. It's different stuff that we got to get checked for. <laughs> it's it's, it's kind of humbling. You know what I'm saying? Col- what's it? Col- what's it? Col- colonoscopy. Well, I knew that. That's the one I just went past. I said mail checks. Instead of saying that, I was going to say colonoscopy. You know, that's everybody. But see, you're going to make prostate since, since yeah. Right, so, so, so what I'm saying is, is stay humble, you don't have to be humble. Right? And, and, and so, so healing takes humility. There's, there's no, and going through the process, it just takes humility. Uh, James 5, thank you. <laughs> verse 16. Well, let's start at verse 14. Now, let's start at verse 13. Healing requires humility. (laughs) You love scratching out to get your healing, all right? All right, so is there any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Is any sick among you? Let them call for the elders of the church 
and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall what? Save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven of him. Why do you attach sins with getting healing? Right? Why, why would sins attach with sickness? So you, had, you got an Old and New Testament reference, right? Verse 16, look, confess your humility, confess your faults one to another, and pray for one another that you may be what? Healed. The confession is not just about confessing, it's just to be confessing. The confession is attached to your healing. Right? It says the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man availeth much. Right? The righteous male and female availeth much. Right? That's what, that's what male and female is under the covering of man. Right? So, P.C. Nelson said it this way, confess your fault. If any are beyond helping themselves or sick among you, let them pray and call for the elders of the church. P.C. Nelson has a book called, uh, I think it's called Christ the Healer. I'll have it next time. Call Christ. I got all these books, but call Christ. It's it's a phenomenal book, right? So it's humility. Uh, uh, Kenneth Hagin, which I thought was a great man of God, a lot of signs, wonders, and miracles, people raised from the dead, all types of stuff. Kenneth Hagin told a woman that I'm not praying unless they call for or ask for prayer when I visit them. He says, I'm not, you know, because they have to attach their faith to it. See, you can't override somebody's faith. You know, I think uh, uh, somebody was talking to somebody recently, and they asked them if they wanted something. They said no. What's he going to do? Right? So, so it, has to be an, it has to be a level of agreement there. Oh, so I was going to give you the measures of healing. Y'all want that, or you want to get it next week? Get it next week? Okay. Nobody answers. So that's... What'd you say? You said you ain't say nothing? What did Hope say back there? It's good information. You don't want to rush through it? Okay. So, so does that mean we're doing it next week? Oh, Okay. Thank you, Hope. Now, you know you got your, your, your people over here. It's like, no, nah, I, w- I want to get it now. I ain't going nowhere. Yeah, you got, you, got, you got Hope, and then you got these two right here. <laughs> oh, you said Hope, him too? All right, we'll, we'll get it next week. We'll, get, we'll go through the measures of healing. Actually, it's a lot of information on healing, so we, we, we'll, we'll be... Uh, spending some time with this, unless the Lord shifts it, okay? But I think, it's not I think, got to stop saying that. I know that God is trying to get healing to us too. We, we talk about the power breaking through. Power can't break through with all that weight, with all that infirmity. And, and so you got people moving in different places and positions and God trying to shift them. And then the average is like, where you going? You forgot about that sickness and disease? Oh, no, you, you, you want to be participating in that, right? Trying to get in your head, right? Because he knows when every time you elevate, there's a sense of, of, of exhilaration and vitality and power that goes through you that inspires other people. Not only that, I, 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 I need to snatch that out of you with some type of infirmity, sickness and disease. And so God is, God's covering that too. He gives us everything we need. He's covering that too. And so, you know, they'll, as we're teaching this, there'll be an atmosphere for healing. So, so if you can't be here, come online with an expectation. And when you can be here, come in a house with an expectation and watch what God does. You know, back in the day, they would come into towns. I taught this before, preaching, healing, and I forgot what the name of the teacher was. But they would come into the town. And so you hear about miracles 
and which you'll hear about throughout this teaching, but, but they didn't just show up and it was miracles. They preached for like two weeks. Like they, they got a tent, 5,000, 10,000 people. And they would just preach for like two weeks. People would come. But they would create an atmosphere because faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. And by the time they got to that third week, healing was popping up all over the place. But, they, they, but it wasn't just they showed up one day, you know, and now people got healed in a day. But I'm saying when you see those droves of different miracles, what they did was they created an atmosphere, right? So what God will be doing is he's going to be creating an atmosphere. People, people will be uh, chatting online. The pain left. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, uh, people will be sitting in here and be like, it's gone. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I can see, like, all types of things because the atmosphere will be stirred up. Uh, I've seen it a lot. So, um, but looking forward to it. And I, I've actually, I, I, was, I was a part of teaching a healing school. And we was in there teaching. And, man, that atmosphere was just so charged. And people were getting healed. They weren't even there. Just the representatives there were, spoke out that person. And we prayed over that person, and that person got healed. Right? There's an atmosphere, right? There's atmosphere. All right, so that's all. We'll, we'll get into the measures of healing next week. Uh, just talking about some of the different things that either try to build you towards your healing or try to pull you out of it, all right? And, 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 and it all kind of makes sense. Oh, this is, you know, now, but I, I read the word, I believe the word, but what happened? And you'll see some of the things subtly the adversary sneaks in uh, actually starts to erode or um, uh, Joe's been referencing uh, uh, Luke 22, how Satan desires to sift you as wheat, sift your, break down your faith, right? Because he don't want you healed and whole, right? 